did it, guys. We're here at episode two. Woo! <laughs> we actually, we did this thing. We're just doing this all on the same day. <laughs> this is just five minutes later. <laughs> no, it's actually a week later, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. week since the last one. Yeah. Surprising. I didn't think I'd make it this far. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. I thought I thought we, we'd all just kind of keel over. But I guess since we're here... We better start drinking some beer. Yeah. So, yeah, the company, the company tonight is Great Lakes Brewing Company. Uh, we got a variety pack from them. So, this is uh wait, I gotta read that one. Oh yeah, here, here. Let me pour it. I'm gonna pour it. Okay. And uh, then, uh, then you can read it for us. It's pretty. It's it's clear. It's very clear. Oh here. Oh, this is the Dortmunder Gold Lager. It is it's gold. known for winning medals worldwide. Worldwide. And that's wow. all I'm going to read from the back, so you can just make your own story off of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, not much of a description. I don't see. That's all right. Um, does have a nice Surgeon General warning on it, though. I like that one. <laughs> that's usually on all of them. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> My favorite part. Do <laughs> something to read while you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so very much a lager, very clear. I like the smell. It smells like my kind of beer. <laughs> yep. It, it does smell like your kind of beer. <laughs> it is. It's very clean smelling. Yep. All right. Well, let's it give it. smells like water with a single hop in it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a try. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The initial taste is like really like clean and smooth. Yeah. It's more complex than yeah. I was expecting. Me too. I didn't expect this. No. It's nice. Like, I know it, it's not exactly what it tastes like, but my mind immediately goes to straw. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's good. I like it. Yeah. I, I do taste some hops, mm-hmm. but... It's, They're right at the back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. It's not too bad. Though. Just a little bit of bitterness, not a, not a ton. No. It's a very pleasing happiness. I mm-hmm. can enjoy it, so it's not that bitter. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, now I'm I'm a fan of this. Very drinkable. Mhm. I don't even know what to compare this to. I don't know. I like it. I agree. I agree. I would I would recommend picking this one up. Yeah. Cool. What's the percent on that? 5.8. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's 30 IBUs. Oh, I love that about Great Lakes Brewing Co. They put the IBUs on the mm-hmm. table for all their beer. It's really nice. I, I'm finding like the brewing companies that I like the most tend to put that on mm-hmm. um, just because I care about bitterness. <laughs> IBUs, uh, for those who don't know, stand for International Bittering Units. I didn't know that. Well, there you and go. If you're dumb like me. They have a little picture of hops right, <laughs> right by that. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Um. So, no, that's cool. 30. I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I would have thought it was a lower number. So, the lower the number, the less bitterness. Right. So, I don't know. It's good, though. Anything else to say about this beer? No, just a nice, good beer. Cool. Pretty good. Won some medals for a reason, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the next beer. Do you want to introduce it? I'm going to pour it first. Sure. Cool. So, 
On to beer number two. This is the Great Lakes Brewing Co. Elliot Ness Amber Lager. Yep, Amber Lager. Yeah. Has a pretty cool picture of a dude on the front. I think it's named after like a Elliot Ness. Prohibition agent guy whose name was Elliot Ness. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Just a little tidbit there. Uh. What do you got to say about that? Oh, yeah. History's most famous agent of prohibition. Hmm. I did not know that. So that's kind of like the biggest slap in the face ever. Just put his face on there and be like, you ruined beer for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Made a lot of things better, Bad. too, though. <laughs> a lot of good things came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> what good things came out of they it? They made all kinds of crazy they, stuff. They did. They did. They made all kinds of crazy all liquor. Bootleg liquor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let's take a look at it. Oh, it's very well. It's a lager. Obviously, it's going to be clear. It's an amber lager. It is very clear. Mm-hmm. I like that. It almost looks like maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah, like a iced mm-hmm. tea kind of color. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Iced tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like that smell. Reminds yeah. me of things. It's malty. Yeah, a little bit of malt. What's it remind you of? Reminds me of drinking a lot of Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yingling is an amber lager. I, I misspoke last episode when oh. I talked about the Yingling uh, Golden Pilsner. I said it was like their amber ale. I should have said amber lager. Oh. Yeah. Let's try it out. Yeah. Let's give it a try. Oh, yeah. I've oh. had this one before. I really like it. It's not bad. Me too. Has like the maltiness kind of reminds me of pretzels a little bit. Okay, I'm with you. Yep, yep. Yeah. As far as like a darker beer goes, it's very gentle. Yeah. <laughs> very gentle. That's a good description. Yeah. yeah. It is gentle. It's kind of to me like this has nobody's gonna relate to this at all. But <laughs> at the end of hunting season or a day of hunting, we would cut the deer up in our garage. And I remember one year we got this variety pack and I remember drinking this beer while we were doing that. And so now I'm taken back to like hanging out in the garage doing stuff like that. Have that memory. Mm-hmm. I think according to the label, this is a little more bitter than the Dortmund beer. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not sure how much. Oh no, it's actually, it's yeah. actually less bitter. Oh really? Yeah, it's 27. Okay. So it's pretty close though. So the other one was 30. Yeah, other one was thirty. But you don't. I don't taste the bitterness as much. No. The malt no kind of yeah. I taste yeah. barely any bitterness in this. I think that specialty malt, like all the crystal grains, really just toned it down and mellowed it out. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah, I kind of get that pretzely vibe too. Yeah, like the. I don't know. I feel like I've had other beers that are like a similar style mm-hmm. that don't get quite as much of the pretzel. Vibe. Like maybe yeah. this one's just a little more malty than yeah than most that I'm used to. But it's clean tasting, but not as clean tasting as a lot of lagers I'm used to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like at the end, there's something there that make me makes me yeah. go a little more of an aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. Something there that like is like to me strikes ale and not lager, but I don't know. I actually really like it. Very good. Yeah. I'm a fan. Another recommendation from us. 
All right, well, let's move on to the next beer. We got another beer named after a person. Yeah, this is Commodore Perry uh, India Pale Ale. Um, so the IPA. I love I love the start of this description. It's just, what's this? <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> uh, it's a British-style IPA named after a man who defeated His Majesty's Royal Navy in the World War of 1812. Nice. Uh, apparently that was a question. <laughs> There's a question mark on the end of that. I don't understand. Did he, did he not? Did he? I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible at history. <laughs> Consider this a bold, hoppy, and mildly ironic plunder of war. Huh. I like ironic beer. <laughs> I didn't know beer could be ironic. Me either. But by God, we're doing it today. It's like a good thing. I mean... All right, well. I want my beard to ask me questions. <laughs> it, it's pretty clear, too. It's very clear. For an ale, that's very clear. We have a theme. Very yeah, we've got clear somewhere. beers here tonight. Yeah. It smells. Oh, very hoppy. Citrusy, it smells, citrusy hoppy. It smells yeah. like it's going to be like that tin foil, aluminum <laughs> foil taste. <laughs> yep, that would, that would be the hops. Oh, I love that smell. I used to hate the smell of hops. Oh, I don't like it. I like the smell of hops a lot more than I like the taste of hops. Really? Well, I, agree, okay, I get that. that. I get that. That makes sense. Um, before I started brewing beer, I didn't really have an appreciation for them. But now that I'm doing it, I feel like I have, you have to have a slightly better appreciation yeah. for them. Yeah, because I know what they're like when I put them in the beer. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I might like this more because I smell citrus. And okay. Usually when I smell citrus with the hops, I like it a little better. I'm with it's you. Just straight up like hops to the nose. Yeah. It's usually not my thing. Not good. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll give it a try. Okay. Cool. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you you glad I gave you a short pour there? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very hoppy. Yep. There's I mean, a ton of hops. Obviously. IPA. But. I don't know. How to describe this one? Do you like? Do you enjoy this? Would you just like? I would drink one. Okay. I would drink one at a bar. I I would can't say that if I was at home, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's what I'm craving. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good because uh, you might need to see a doctor if you really crave it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's okay, <laughs> but it's definitely not my first choice. Someone has to try to talk it up. It's not bad. There we go. <laughs> I would okay. So if I went to a craft brewery and had this, you would kind of expect it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. And if I read seventy IBUs, I'd be like, okay, it's going to be a little bit better. They're going to they put quite a bit of hops in it. Yeah. I get that, but at the same time, it's not my go-to. I need to. We need to get somebody on here that's like super into so, IPAs. There's, there's something about. I like, feel like Craig would be really into the IPAs. initial. Uh, yeah. If you like, if you like the red stripe, he has to like some weird beers. Where he does like weird <laughs> beers. What was that, Greg? Sorry. I feel like there's, I don't know. There's something about the initial taste of a hoppy beer that I kind of enjoy, mm -hmm. but it's like the, the aftertaste, right. That I don't like. Be like chewing on a hop. You just you'd like it at first, but then it'd be like, why am I doing this? It's definitely my <laughs> least favorite of the three so far. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. I kind of expected that. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's like five out of five hops in that. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, Dogfish Head makes a couple different 
beers that you would absolutely hate. Then. Well, that's good. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Look, yeah. yeah. Can't wait. We'll get the 120 minute IPA. So the longer you boil hops, the more bitterness comes out. And so the, I, I, normally Naturally, someone had to go and boil them for days. Yeah. Yeah. Normally it's like an hour is what you boil for a beer is kind of the standard of the people go off of. There's some controversy with that. I guess some people like to boil for like 20 minutes and say, Oh, that That'll beer's done. Do <laughs> I'd be a 20 minute guy. I usually stick to the 60 minute schedule just because it's easier than like lukewarm water. <laughs> Nope, nope, that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> I don't recommend that. <laughs> but I feel like I'm a, I'm a tea guy. Mm -hmm. So like, I know if you leave tea in too long, your tea gets real bitter. Right. Yeah, nasty, exactly. Right. And I know like for me, put the tea bag in, take it out after a couple minutes and you're good. Mm -hmm. If you leave it in longer than that, it gets You don't dip nasty. it a few times. Yeah. And I think that. I don't know. The whole, like, IPA thing, leaving hops in for, like, two hours. <laughs> it's kind of like just leaving your tea bag in. Right. As you drink it, it, your tea just gets worse. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of like the same concept. I mean, scientifically, it works a little different, but same concept. And I, I think when, when Dogfish Head did it, they were like new. This was the new thing to do was craft beer. Right. And yeah. so, and they invented this thing called continual hopping. And you remember the old football game, like that vibrated and it had the magnetic football players that ran across the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what they used. They put a bunch of hops on there. I thought you were going to say just put a bunch of little football players. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, they, they, they loaded that up with hops and tilted it and let it go. Oh. And when they boiled, it just dropped hops in every once in a while. And they did it for 60 minutes and realized that, hey, that's pretty good. So naturally, you go for 120 minutes eventually. Yeah. They do a 60, a 90, I think 120. I think those are the only three that they do. And the 60 is kind of like their main staple IPA. I would be happy if people took their hops out sooner. That's so, okay, so that's the weird thing is hop additions, the later the hop addition is, the better. Huh. So, so when you start a boil and you put it in right there, boil it for 60 minutes, you will get bitter hops. But if you start the boil, boil it, and then at 15 minutes you put it in, you'll get more of like the taste and the aroma than the bitterness, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then there's this thing called dry hopping, which we probably won't get into. But uh, say that for the scientists. Yeah. It, it's essentially just putting hops in a keg after your beer's done fermenting for a while or putting it in while it's in secondary fermentation. I, I'm going to shut up now because I'm Stop sure every the next episode <laughs> of Jack talks about brewing. Because <laughs> I'm sure people are like really oh, done boy. listening to me. <laughs> but anyways. So Commodore Perry IPA, yeah. it's not my favorite. I'm sure people that like IPAs will like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yep. I agree with that statement. That's my take. That's it. Oh, we better read the label. Beer number three or four. four. I can count. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Um, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. 
uh, robust. I love how every time you read Always a description robust. for a porter, it's a robust porter. Dude, everything's robust. <laughs> it's a buzzword. It's, it's a robust and complex. Um, our porter is a bittersweet tribute to the legendary Freighter's Fallen crew. I didn't even know Edmund Fitzgerald was a freighter. Yeah, it's named after a person and a boat. It's named after a boat that was named after a person. Oh, uh, my. I it's, I guess it was taken too soon when the gales of November came early. Yeah, I think it was uh, Lake Superior. Oh, was it? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I think it was in Lake Superior. Cool. You, you know more about stuff like that than I do. I don't know anything. This is the first I think there was a song wrote about it, and that's the only reason I know that it was, <laughs> yeah, it was in Lake yeah, Superior. It's a song, yeah. yeah. This is, this is the first beer out of the four that I cannot see through. Oh, no, no, you can't see through it. It's very dark. Even if you put your eye Google right up to it. You can't see your eye Google. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, like, when you put it out the window, look at the light through it. You can kind of see, like, through the sides a little bit, yeah. like a dark, oh, dark yeah, yeah. red. Dark red. Test nose. Oh, I love those toasty characteristics. I just, uh, I love when they use chocolate malts like this. It reminds me, of, yeah. The smell always reminds me of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Chocolate coffee, like those. Yeah. Dark. I get coffee. I get a coffee vibe from it. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah. Almost burnt toast, kind of. Yeah, mm. like you're making a pot of coffee and you burnt some toast next to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even think you got to make the coffee. I think you could just burn the toast. <laughs> no, there's some coffee in there. Oh, you meant in the whole? Okay, never yeah, mind. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, burnt toast smells the same the whole time. I don't think <laughs> matters what's what's next to it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just making some spaghetti and you burn some toast and then you got some coffee going on. Why, the, why are you making toast when you're making spaghetti? I don't know. I was gonna, I was planning on having garlic bread, but I only had toast. <laughs> so you decided to make toast and then put garlic powder on it. Yeah. Have some toasted bread with garlic. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh, man. Dip that in your spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Let's drink this before it gets bad. Give it a try. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that. It's not bad. No, you don't like it. Oh, you don't mind it? No, it's pretty good. A little bit of coffee in the in the flavor. A little bit. Yeah, there's definitely some burnt toast in there. Oh yeah. I actually burnt. I actually kind of like it. It's not, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, then I think you'll probably like Guinness then. Okay. We learned during one of our intermissions that Kyle has not ever had Guinness. No, so never had a Guinness. Next episode, we'll get a Guinness in addition to whatever else we're drinking. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh man, yeah, I like that. Yeah. The taste lingers yeah. around for a little too much longer than I'd like, but... Uh. Uh, that's, you know, when you get into porters and stouts like that, yeah. that happens. Yeah. See, I kind of, I like the aftertaste of this. Like, it's a lot mm-hmm. different from the hoppy aftertaste like the IPA. This is like a pleasant, mellow aftertaste. Right. That I'm a fan of. Well, like, the only thing that bothers me about the aftertaste is I know if, like, I just drink this and I don't drink anything else for, like, another hour, that taste is still going to be my mouth. <laughs> right. Yeah, is it... Is it is it fair to say a little bit of a smoky taste? Yeah, a little bit. little mm-hmm. smoke. little smoke. Yeah, like you were burning your toast and then you inhaled some of the smoke while you were eating the toast. Yeah, burnt toast <laughs> yeah. smoke. Yeah. Burnt toast smoke. Yep. I like that. It's burnt toast smoke. That's exactly that, what this oh, tastes like. Oh, man. That's toast, smoke, and coffee. I like that. Yeah, there is a hint of coffee there. It's like you It's like you burnt your toast, you inhaled it from the toaster, dipped it in your coffee, and then took a bite. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Honestly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not very heavy. 
But honestly, that sounds like that would be a terrible taste. Oh, yeah, it probably would be. But in a beer, it's fantastic. Surprisingly pleasant. (laughs) I imagine just a feeling of biting into a soggy piece of burnt toast would be pretty terrible. I agree. I agree. It would be bad. Isn't it funny how you describe beer flavors? Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, burnt toast. You know, if you told anyone that food tasted like burnt toast, they'd be like, that's disgusting. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want that. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, I think beer is just one of those things that, like, disgusting things can be in it. Like... I, I listen to a beer podcast um, called The Beerists, and they'll describe some beers of tasting like horse blanket, oh. and, and it sounds oh. disgusting. Oh. <laughs> but but at the same time, it's like that's probably what that beer tastes like, and it's probably all right. See, I I think the grossest thing I've ever described a beer as tasting like is I've had like some IPAs that mm-hmm. I described as tasting like pine needles. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. been there. That's kind of gross, but like it's it's okay. Sometimes. It's okay, yeah. When it's on nitro, ooh, that's the way to drink at nitro pine needles. Oh yeah, nitro pine needles. Nice. Um, Can you make an IPA nitro? Call it like nitro Christmas tree, something like that. Oh, uh, let's make that. Let's 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 do a brew day where we just record <laughs> it and we'll we'll fun. make that. That's that would be fun. Time. That would be fun. You guys, you guys like it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm for it. You're for it. I, I would have never guessed you'd have been for yeah, this. I actually like it. Well, I tell you what. We're going to drink a lot more stouts and a lot more. Uh, oh, I'm down to try the stouts. I feel like we've got to move on now. You're going to have a ton of recording. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Now, what are we on to? The, oh, the play section. Oh, God. Oh man. Okay, so last episode, as a recap, we uh, we covered our uh, ten through six out of our top ten games, and this episode we're gonna cover. Uh, where did my notes go? <laughs> we're gonna cover uh, five through one. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, dude. This was hard. Honestly. Yeah. Like I'm making it, it right now. Just in the last week, my list has changed. There was a game that straight up got cut. From my top ten. Oh. And I like it was like number four and it ended wow. up just getting cut. So no way. I went back and played it and I was like, actually, I don't love it that much. Isn't that weird how the memory of something can be better than how the actual thing is? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. I feel like sometimes it's nostalgia. Yeah. But some of the games that are for me on my list that are nostalgic, I feel like still would would stand up. Like I yeah. can go back today and play them, but the one that got cut, I, yeah. Yes, nostalgia definitely played a role. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's totally valid. Yeah, like, yeah. Even if it's not a game you would go back to and like play for a hundred hours now, like absolutely, those, those memories that you have are are really important. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, um, I yeah, I kicked us off last time, so. Um, Kyle, why don't you kick us off this time, and then we'll go you, Greg, me. Sure. Cool. So my number five is going to be Forza Motorsports 3. Ooh. I spent a ton of time playing this game. Yeah. Nice. Just so much, so many memories there. This, <laughs> I, 
I used to go to this place we had in Grove City called the Teen Center. Yeah. And that's a game I play there all the time until my mom got off work when I was in like when she, I was in like middle school. Yeah. And I would just play this game for like hours and just keep modifying different cars. And it really got me into doing things at cars today. And I just. That's awesome, it's a man. It's fun. Yeah. It's great. Man, I, I mean, games like that, you just, you'll never forget. No. No. That's yeah. cool. Just the impact it made on my life, just getting into cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And the Forza games are great. Like, yeah. They have cars that range from, like, real crazy stuff. And that's what like, I love about it. Like, you can just take... Everyday car. Yeah, you, know? you can just take a real simple car and just make it awesome. Yeah. Or you can start with an awesome car and just make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, my uh, my number five is the Stanley Parable. Ooh. So, yeah, it's... Some people might dispute, like, oh, it's not a game, it's a walking simulator, whatever. (laughs) It's, I, yeah, I I studied philosophy in college, so the whole meta aspect of the Stanley Parable and, you know, this narrator that talks to you and kind of tells you what to do, and I don't know, I just, I really enjoyed it. If you haven't played it, there's a demo on Steam for free. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's a pretty cheap game. I really, I really enjoyed it. Do you know it started off as a Half-Life mod? I believe it. Yeah. I mean, like, once you see it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a, I love that game. It didn't make my list, but I love that game. Yeah, it's it's real good. It makes you think. Yeah, it's, it's one of those games that, like, I, I think I have, like, maybe eight hours in it on Steam. Mm-hmm. And like you play it through, you find all the like all the different endings. Right. And eventually, I would love to go back to it, but I'm kind of waiting for my memory to fade a little. Yeah. Yeah. Know, before, so I can like forget. Did you Did you find all the endings? I think so. Nice. I don't think I did. I mean, I might have, but I don't think I did. Yeah. No. It's It's a good game. It is a good game. Well, uh, my number five, and like I said last time, this is kind of like where my list takes a turn. Um, this is uh, Modern Warfare 2, and I know a lot of people are going to be mad. A lot of people. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I loved that game. Every once in a while, I'll install it on Steam and play it for, like, days. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are mad about the game. I get that. I get that there's a lot of imbalances in the game. <laughs> but I have so many fond memories of playing that. Yeah, dude. I, I remember I playing lie. that on yeah. 360 with you and like a bunch mm-hmm. of other people. Yeah. Like just getting a big group of friends Yeah, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. I mean, that was it. I mean, those were the days. We coming were to, coming to like. Get off the bus and everybody's bragging about their kill streaks. <laughs> it's Dude, true. That was, it's that true. Was, that was the first Call of Duty game I ever really got into. Like, yeah, I went hard Modern Warfare Two online. Everyone did. Mm-hmm. Like that first time you earn a nuke, right? You're just like, dude. I made it. Like, seventh grade me, like, dude, I made it. Calling it nuke. I won the game. I I know ne- I never got a nuke. Oh, I didn't either. <laughs> um, I tell you what though, that was the game that made me want to get an Xbox. Nice. That was it, and so I got it, and then, um. Well, I'm not going to give away the rest of my list. So, yes, that was one of the reasons I got a 360. Very good. 
All right, num- my number four is going to be The Long Dark. Ooh, I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. So The Long Dark is a survival game. Essentially, you're just dropped in the Canadian wilderness in the middle of winter, and it's just how long can you survive? And uh, if you play in the hardest mode, it's not very long. <laughs> the elements will kill you. The wildlife will kill you. Everything wants to kill you. The game does not want you to live. It is going to do everything in its power to make sure you freeze to death, starve to death, get eaten by something, fall and die. It doesn't matter. But I just love the challenge the game presents, and I just like to see how long I can last. In the hardest mode so far, I made it uh, two days and 16 hours, which I'm okay with. But... Yeah, dude. There's something about those, like, really hard games that, like... You know, you, you may get two days and you die and you're like, dude, I can do better next time. Mm-hmm. And you just keep playing again and again and again. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you and I sat at Chili's one day <laughs> and that's like all we talked about was that game. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <clears throat> nice. So my, uh, my number four is Deus Ex Human Revolution. So I played the director's cut. I know that's a little different from the original because they like, Changed a couple things, like made the boss fights a little better, whatever. I played like a little bit of the original, and then they came out with the director's cut, and I was like, I might as well just play the director's cut. Absolutely. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's it's a really cool game. I like how you can kind of seamlessly switch between like third person and first person. Mm-hmm. It's a real good like stealth element. Like I love any game mm-hmm. you can stealth. Yeah. Like. I mean, that's how I played all the Call of Duty games. Like, I just want to sneak around with a silencer and, like, drop people <laughs> when they're not looking, you know? So, Deus Ex, like, I love being able to, you could, like, taser people. You had, like, a sniper rifle that shot, like, sleeping darts. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. But the whole story about, like, human augmentation and, like, the cyberpunk setting was really engaging for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that stuff's always pretty cool. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. My number four is uh, Halo 3. Nice. And this was the game that I found once I had a 360. I mean, once I had it and I got this game, I didn't want to do anything else. That was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was my life. Yep. Yeah. I wanted to make maps and play. Those custom yep. battles were addictive. Th- that was it. I mean, I know we touched on it last episode, but all online play for me was that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lived for those Mondays that we had off of school where we all <laughs> oh, just got yeah, online yeah. and played all day long. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. And I know the Master Chief Collection's coming to PC, and I cannot wait. I cannot it's wait. It's going to be a good time. Because that's, that's all we're going to do. We're going to have wait, a so land what party. What does that include? <clears throat> so it includes Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4. I'm pretty... Oh, and then they're doing ODST. Yes! And then they're doing Reach as well. I unabashedly loved ODST. Mm. Like, Firefight mode was one of my favorite things. Because just taking all the fun of Halo and playing with your friends and having that, like, horde mode kind of thing with Mm -hmm. Firefight was so much fun. Oh, absolutely. I love horde modes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the, something about you and three of your closest friends yeah. just yeah. like fighting off wave after wave of increasingly difficult enemy. That's it. That's so much it. fun. 
I mean, that's why we got into zombies so yeah, much. I know. Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty zombies, I mean, love it or hate it. I mean, the last couple of versions haven't been amazing. But. I just remember World of War Zombies <laughs> yep. was like the greatest thing oh, ever. Yeah. You I, could just play that for hours. Yeah. I think the peak was like uh, Black Ops 1 zombies. And, and we played so much and we like get to like level 34 and think we're like oh we're the coolest people in the world <laughs> nobody else can beat us honestly that taking it back to halo 3 no yeah no, no no i had the best memories <clears throat> playing odst oh yeah and like so i didn't i you know how like halo 3 they had map packs and then if you got odst you got mm -hmm. on the map so i just had the base game of halo 3 i never bought the dlc and halo 3 came out and I, or yeah, ODST came out, and I got the map packs with that for Halo 3. And then I had, oh, what was the map? Which one? That <laughs> came with the pack that everybody <laughs> made. Oh, Sandbox. Yeah. Oh, Sandbox. sandbox. Oh, yeah. I had never had Sandbox before. Yeah. Because I never paid for the map pack, and then I got ODST. And yeah, and then it came and with and it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the way I got the DLC maps mm -hmm. as well. Um, sandbox, I remember. As soon as I got that map, I'm like, this is it. Mm. This is it. This is all the games I'd ever want to play ever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Custom maps on that, too. Absolutely. It was a good time. I'll be interested to see what it's like on PC. Hopefully, it's a good port. I don't know. <laughs> we, we do, um, for those of you who don't know, we do LAN parties a lot. Um, at least once a year. Mm -hmm. And um, we do them a lot, at least once a year. Like, well, like, you remember last, like eight, ye ten years. Yeah, we've yeah. been doing it. Yeah. I remember in high school, we do one like every every month. Yeah, I mean, we we did it all the time because we didn't have jobs. We just had free I know. Time. We, yeah, we just yeah. did like, that. We have a weekend. Yo, let's just do a land party. Absolutely, and that's all we do. Yeah, but. I'm looking forward to us playing Halo yeah. at, at one of those things. That's I, think, I think it's going to be great. That would be great, dude. So, My number three is going to be Battle Stations Midway. I don't know that one. It's an Xbox game. Okay. But uh, I, this is the game that really got me into military history. Mm -hmm. And I just, hmm. I just loved the game so much. It was like the first game I really got into naval combat. It was yeah. just so cool. I mean... Just the Pacific Theater, all that stuff. Yeah. It was a good time. Huh. And the online modes were really easy to cheat in. And <laughs> <laughs> that was the first game I really started cheating in. And I remember specifically, I was going up against one guy, and there was this one map. You could just keep spawning battleship after battleship if you hit the right if you hit the right buttons. And I just kept doing that. And dude was like, come on, man. Are you going to like actually play the game or just cheat all the time? I was like, I think I'll just cheat all the time and win this. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, That's great. <laughs> so my my number three, this is a game that I just this like recently when I was revising my list made mm -hmm. it on here. Yep. But uh Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. So like it's real chill, like farming game. You plant mm -hmm. crops, you meet the townspeople and befriend them, you can like go down to the mines and fight monsters, like Zelda kind of style mm -hmm. combat, just swing your sword over and over again. <laughs> you know, there's, you can fish, you get, it like, it takes all the best elements from a lot of games that like, I'm a fan of from my childhood, like Animal Crossing I played a lot of, mm -hmm. and you know, th those kind of games, like farming, various farming kind of games, and puts them all together, and this really fun, satisfying, chill game, like it's made by one dude. Oh wow. And like the sprite work is great the 
all the mechanics with like the sound effects, like so satisfying, like mm -hmm. catching a fish to planting and picking your crops, like selling them and racking up a ton of money. Like my current game that I played is like 70 some hours and I grow hops. Oh yeah. And I turn them into pale ale. Yes. Nice. That's my farm. That's the way to be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great game. You don't have a farm, you have a brewery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a farm and a brewery. Not bad. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Like, very calm, laid-back game, but nice. it's, it's a lot of fun. I had a professor in college who came in after, like, Christmas break. It was like, uh, all I did was play Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really good game. Like, be warned. If you get sucked into it, you'll just keep playing like day after day, right. after day after day in game. And like each feeling. day is only like maybe half an hour, mm -hmm. but it goes on and on. And before you know it, you've been sat at your computer and it's like <laughs> two in the morning and you're like, but I need to go to bed. So uh, yeah. it might eat up all your time, but it's a great game. <laughs> That'll do it. Well, uh, my number three is um, probably the first game that I ever got excited about a release. Like I never knew like what hype was until this game. <laughs> um, it's uh, the James Bond game, Everything or Nothing. Oh, dude. Do you remember when it came out, you and I had a sleepover that night uh -huh. and that's all we did was play that game. Dude, I have this memory burned in my brain of Playing the there's like a train. Level. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, With the, when you're riding the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. You have like this sweet motorcycle that has like flamethrowers that shoot out. Oh outside yeah, and like oh, machine yeah. guns or something. And that's like great. All I you're just chasing after this train. I remember playing that level over, over and, and over because we were terrible at it. But but yes. at first, like the level points you to this this SUV to get in. And then all of a sudden, we decided to go the other way. And we're like, oh, there's a motorcycle? Yeah, way cooler than the SUV. Get the motorcycle. Oh, oh it was <laughs> awesome. Honestly, it was such a fun game. Um, I don't know if I, I... I think I did beat it. I don't know. I think it was eventually. We There was a bunch of levels to that game. I mean, yeah. it was a long game. I seriously considered putting a James Bond game. Yeah. Because quite a few of those were like very prominent first-person shooter memories mm -hmm. for me. Right. Yeah. I think it was the one that, like, I know people are going to be mad because Nightfire didn't make the list. Yeah, dude, Nightfire. Um, Good times. But Everything or Nothing was, in my opinion, a better game. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, that's that memory. Like, yeah, when you see that's a James it. James Bond game. Yep. It's playing that level. Yep, that's it. it. It's the same memory for me. Yeah. So... All right. All right. Number two is going to be Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, yes. On the original Nintendo. Oh, my. The only way, the only reason I had access to this game is because my grandma only had a Nintendo <laughs> and Super Mario Brothers 2. And it was the first video game I ever remember caring about. And I would play wow. it all the time. <laughs> Anytime I was over at her house, I would just be playing Super Mario Brothers 2. That's amazing. And it was such awesome. a good time. Me and my brother would just go back and forth. We'd watch each other play it. Yeah. And I don't even know if we ever beat the game. <laughs> but... We played it for hours and hours on end. That's awesome, man. I That's oh, great. Super Mario Brothers 2. 
I love that it was just a different game in Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like in Japan, they're like, uh, Americans don't understand how to play this game. Let's just take <laughs> this other game, change yep. the sprites, and send it over to America and say that that's what this is. Oh, Great man. time. <laughs> Those Mario games, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, my number two, this game is the reason... I got a GameCube, which is probably still one of, if not my favorite consoles of all time. Right. Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, yeah. Uh, another Mario yep. game. Yeah. I, got, yep. I got the GameCube bundled with two controllers and Mario Kart Double Dash. Silver GameCube. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> but, that. Dude, that game... Like, I had played other racing games. I would played other Mario Kart games, but Double Dash, like... Mm-hmm. And I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> I think eventually I. I beat all the 150cc, like, races, whatever, but <laughs> it was just so much fun, like... Oh, yeah. Having two characters and all these cars, you could, all the different carts you could choose from, like, new and classic Mario Kart tracks, all the power-ups. Oh, yeah. Like... There's something about, you know, you mess up, you're in seventh place, but you get a blue shell and you're like, dude, that, that guy in first place, yep. he's going down. Yep, that's it. Oh, uh, I remember that birthday party like it was mm -hmm. yesterday. I mean, I remember all of us sitting down. The DK Mountain or whatever the yeah, level was the called. Big old yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I I remember shooting out of that and going, "This is the coolest thing ever. It doesn't get better than this." Yeah, you're like, dude, this game is so mm -hmm. much fun. Yeah, that was man. There was a lot of people at that party. Yeah, that was like my thing. Like every year, just like let's invite everyone I know. Right. We'll all play video games. Oh, that was awesome. My number two is. Gary's mod. Oh. oh, yeah. I I just for the sheer fun at land parties we had. Mm -hmm. Gary's mod is way up there for me. It was because there's so many different things you can do in it, mm -hmm. and the amount of times we played prop hunt. Oh, oh that was my favorite. Murder, murder, trouble in terrorist town. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of those. Well, you and I played Zombie Survival a couple times. Mm -hmm. We played a bunch of different ones. And it still comes up at every LAN party. Absolutely. Because it's like everybody has this. Yeah. yeah. It runs on basically anything right now. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's something great about like you're a couple games in. You're like, let's play Trouble in Terrorist Town. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, are you a terrorist? And like, no. Like, I don't even care. And you just murder <laughs> Like, there's nothing to be said more about <laughs> not trusting your friends. <laughs> you're like, oh no, you're a terrorist. I know you are. <laughs> I always love to do the little laugh. Like, I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> and then someone kills me and they're just blinded. <laughs> I, I remember the one time we were playing murder. I would always run up to people, even if I wasn't the murderer. And people yeah. would be like, quit running up to yeah. me. I hate it. <laughs> Freaking me out, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Now Going to number one. Number one. Number one. All right. All right. Here we go. Number one for me is going to be War Thunder. Oh. I, hmm. I play this game all the time still. This is the game I always go to when I'm just trying to wind down after work at the end of the day. Yeah. But it's just a realistic, uh, like, 
tanks, planes, ships, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And it all combines and it overlaps all the time. That's cool. But it, I just love the realism about it. It's really, it makes me just want to throw water bottles at the wall. And it also <laughs> makes me want to keep playing time after time. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I think I've played it a couple times. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a cool game. It really is. That's neat. So, this was a struggle, but number one game for me, Pokemon Emerald. Hmm. I spent literally hundreds of hours playing Pokemon Emerald. I still have my original Emerald cartridge, like, at home. <laughs> and I remember, like training up all my Pokemon, and the first time I beat the Elite Four, I was actually in Hawaii on vacation. Oh, wow. And I took my Pokemon Emerald cartridge with me, playing that game, beating the Elite Four for the first time. Yeah. Like, that was a feeling. <laughs> and then continuing to want to play after that, like, I would just raise different Pokemon and go through the Elite Four over and over again. But I don't know, for me, there's something about, like, Game Boy Advance, like the third gen of Pokemon, mm -hmm. Emerald, having Rayquaza, it's like really sweet. But yeah, I, I kind of struggled with like, I thought about putting the 3DS remakes. Right. I, I got Omega Ruby and I loved that, but I think the nostalgia for the OG, like Pokemon mm -hmm. Emerald. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Great. That's, that's such a fun game. That's pretty neat. Every like, <laughs> that's pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Once a year, I usually download it on one of my PCs and I play it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I should have uh, put the Oregon Trail on my list. <laughs> I downloaded that game and played all the time. Oh, Jack's number one. <laughs> that's it. My number one was the Oregon Trail. Uh, no. We can, we can have an honorable mentions afterwards. We can. We can. And maybe we'll do that in another episode because yeah. we're going to have other people. Yeah, but um, my number one is, and it's strictly out of nostalgia, was the first game I ever beat was nice. Crash Bandicoot <laughs> 3 Warped. Yeah. I loved this game. This was the first video game I even had. My parents bought me a PlayStation for my birthday, nice. and this was the game. PlayStation. Solid. Yeah. I... I Oh, I played this for hours, <laughs> hours. And in 2017, when they came out with the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, mm -hmm. I, I, I bought a PlayStation 4 to play that game. Yep. Yep. I didn't own a PlayStation before that. <laughs> I was strictly a PC gamer, but I thought, I need to play that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and I beat the whole game in like a day. <laughs> nice. Like the 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 um, Crash Three portion. Yeah. I'm still working on the other ones. Yeah. All right. Um, we did it. We did it. Moving on to the watch section. Uh, is there anything that you guys been watching lately? I'm still on the same stuff I was on last week. Is still watching Designated Survivor. Yep. So I last week I mentioned. John Wick, mm -hmm. and I watched John Wick Chapter 2 mm -hmm. just recently, and I really liked it. I was, I don't know, because after you watch John Wick 1, you're like, 
it doesn't really need a sequel. Like it's perfectly fine as a standalone. Like it's a great standalone movie, but the second movie makes perfect sense. Okay. And I'm really glad they didn't just do the like revenge thing again. Mm-hmm. Cause in the first movie it's, he's very much motivated by revenge in the second movie. It's like John wick has to deal with the consequences of returning to the world of crime and violence. And it was really compelling. I don't know that it was quite as like visually engaging through most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you think about the first John wick, like the nightclub yep. sequence. That's when everybody goes to like most of the second movie doesn't quite reach those heights until it gets to the end with like the mirror thing. The, uh, I forget, it's like an art exhibit yeah. consisting entirely of mirrors. Mm-hmm. And that was really awesome. And, you know, Lawrence Fishburne makes an appearance. So that mm-hmm. was cool seeing him with Keanu Reeves you know, yeah. on screen together again. But, yeah, it was it was really good. That's cool. And I, I also saw um, Hell or High Water. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, for the first time. So I bought it because it was like $5 for Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Like, Dude, that sounds good. I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. I like Chris Pine. Yeah. And, Josh Brolin. So, you know, I I got it, popped it in the other day, and it was good. Yeah, it's good. That's yeah, a good one. I, I really enjoyed it. So, lately, I've, I haven't been watching a ton of new stuff. Been watching episodes on The Office on Netflix. Yeah, The Office is always good. Yeah, um, just because it's, it's one that I can have on in the background mm-hmm. and keep keep going. Then I've also been rewatching Boston Legal, um, just because it's a great show. Hmm. Um, and a lot of people, when you watch The Office and you see Robert California, a lot of people don't like his character. But if you watch, because it's the same actor who plays Alan Shore in Boston Legal, if you watch him in Boston Legal and then watch him again in The Office, he's the same. He character. is the same character. <laughs> he is exactly the same. Exactly how I want him. Yeah, and you're just <laughs> keep expecting um, William Shatner to come out yeah. of the next room and be like, oh, uh, Denny Crane. <laughs> like that's what what Denny you're Denny Crane. <laughs> Denny Crane. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what we've been watching lately. So anything else to add before we go? No, I'm good. Denny Crane. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a real quick. If you guys had to pick favorite Keanu Reeves movie, oh. it's been a bit of a theme for me with the oh, John Wicks. Yeah. Cause like that's not even fair. Cause you got Point Break, you got uh, The Matrix, mm-hmm. uh, Speed, Speed. Oh, I forgot he was in Speed. Yeah. Dude. Uh, tough it's tough i don't know i'm just gonna go recent and go with john wick yeah we'll, we'll just go with that because it's just like, fresh there yeah yeah I, I haven't even seen the third one yet yeah dude i'm i'm excited to yeah i mean as much as i love the matrix i feel like john wick is just setting the standard for action movies yeah, yeah. like i i don't know like if i go back and watch like and, like, I love them, but, like, mm-hmm. go back and watch one of the Bourne movies mm-hmm. and, like, see that shaky cam going on. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know if I'm going to love it as much as uh, I used to. Uh, I you know. will. Because I, I just really rewatched those. I rewatched yeah. those the other day, and you'll still like it. I still okay. really so, love the Bourne movies. So, so there's a difference between shaky cam and the shaky cam used in the Bourne movies. <laughs> Good so, shaky cam. Exactly. And bad okay. shaky yeah. that, That's totally fair. When you see a guy use a rolled-up newspaper as a weapon, <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you got the Bourne movies, <laughs> and then... I love James Bond. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. My favorite series. But then you got Quantum of Solace. Yeah. And the shaky cam in Quantum of Solace, you can't even tell what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Which I hear complain true. about a lot in the Bourne movies. Yeah. But but you can still see yeah. what's going on. No, that's, that's the, I guess Bourne movies was a bad example because right. in the I Bourne think it's movies, not so it's much really well cam. done right. shaky cam. Like, yeah. it's for a purpose. You can still tell what's going on. Yeah. You know? I think it's not so much the shaky cam in the Bourne movies where people can't tell what's going on. It's how quickly things are happening. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Like, there is. quick cuts sometimes. Yeah, there can mm-hmm. be quick cuts. But I'm I, with I you. guess but my point is the John Wick movies are just making me want, like, long take... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're saying about yeah. real in camera action. Right. You know? Right. And I, I feel yeah. like I'm gonna I might miss that in other movies. Well you know? and I think cinema's headed that way. Dude, I hope so. I think so the Kingsman is one that comes to mind. That okay, was the yeah. start of I kind of that. that. Mm-hmm. Um just kinda like the same take, but the camera moves so much that you feel like it's yeah. cuts. The first like fifteen minutes yeah. of that movie is all one take. <laughs> exactly, I love it. and and then and then you also got movies like um, the newest Mad Max. Oh um, yes. that was a lot of practical effects, a lot of in camera things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, a lot of the movie. Like, 80% of it, I think, was practical and 20% was CGI. And four words were spoken. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just like oh the originals, God. and I love it. But it's still uh, one of my favorite movies. Oh, it was great. But, but now you got, like, John Wick, where it's all long takes. Things aren't, yes. things aren't you know, cut up anymore. Like, um, the, the example of James Bond... The Quantum of Solace was shaky, cut up. You had no idea that it was a car chase even in the beginning. Yeah. Like, until <laughs> yeah, halfway so through it. <laughs> but then the opening of Spectre was a one take. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, not all of it, but most of it. Right. So. One takes. It, I think people are kind of changing what they want in cinema. I think people saw the Bourne movies and went, okay, now we just got to, like, Shake the camera a whole bunch, and that's what yeah. that's yeah, what people, people want. Took the wrong lessons. Yeah, from yes, movies, they did. Unfortunately, yeah. and that's kind of like um, found footage movies was like during that time as well. Yeah, and a lot of people wanted it to look like All shaky and real, yep. like yeah. first person filming it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think cinema's getting away from that. Yeah, I hope so. What? I hope that I really hope that filmmakers take from John Wick one like. You don't have to shake the camera. You can show us what's going on in long takes, and yeah. people will love it. Mm-hmm. Like, focus more on composing really nice shots right. and following your actors through their action mm-hmm. versus quick cuts and shaky camera, which, you know, sometimes it works like the Bourne movies. Right. And the other thing I, I really hope that filmmakers take from the Bourne movies, or not the Bourne movies, sorry, the John Wick movies, is the, the subtle visual storytelling and world building mm-hmm. yeah like with the, the coins yeah the markers mm-hmm. like sure they have 
that scene that people might say, oh, there's there's exposition here, you know, they're mm-hmm. talking about the markers and the blood oath. But, like, you get the idea from so, these really strong, like, visual symbols of right. this little pocket watch thing that pops yeah. open, has a needle that, you know, they stick their finger on and mm-hmm. leave their thumbprint in blood. Right. Like, you we need more it. of that, the visual storytelling. Like, sure, yeah. right. if... You know, if, if you want to do it like John Wick, like you can, you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. You can have the characters explain it. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. But like, we need more of that, that subtle, yeah, that subtlety, that world building. Show don't tell kind of. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Like if you're going to have dialogue, have dialogue. Right. Like yeah. I love a movie, even if you have to rewatch it like three times to find out exactly what happened. If they're just slowly, subtly showing you what's happening. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, oh yeah. That's the best when you like. Every review, like every you time you see it again, you mm-hmm. find something new. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. That is, it is cool. Yeah, and it's uh, the other thing I think cinema is getting away from is like for a while they had this idea of uh, more explosions and less story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they had just done action just to do it, and I know the John Wick movies fall into that. Um, but the story's so good, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's the story of a hitman. But it's a good, compelling story. Right? No, I, I, I know. But I mean, at the same time, it's not. It's not the m- deepest story in yeah, the world. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, it's. I'm not like getting any deep philosophical. No, yeah. no, Rick, no, no, no. Like, nor should you. It's, it's not what the movie's about. Filmmaking, and, and right. you, you can get some deeper themes about. You know, like, you you can't escape that world of violence and crime once you're in it. Right, right. You know, it, it, it pulls you back in. And yeah. I've seen a lot of movies that deal with that theme. It's just like the theme of Scarface. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, there are a lot of movies that deal with that theme, but not many that do it so well. Right, right. Um, I think... I don't know. I think that things are just starting to come back to real movies now. Yeah. <laughs> we went through a stage there where, like, I didn't want to go to the movies because no. I felt like I was going to be disappointed. Yeah. I, I, I think that they thought, oh, we'll just dump a bunch of money into these special effects, and that's what people want. Like they don't care. Like all the care. Fast and Furious movies? Right. I mean, right. like a Rip Paul Walker. He was, a, he was an awesome dude. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's it. I think I don't. I think people miss the step of why are these characters doing and what they're, they're doing? Another Fast and Furious. Are they too. really? Yeah, no. it's uh, it's called uh. Oh, is it the Hobbs and yeah, yeah, yeah. off movie? Yeah. yeah. I was like, come on, dude, just <sighs> let it, just let it go, just let it go with Paul. They need to. But um, then, but you know, at, at the same time, we've had movies like. The Fast and the Furious, which is like, mm-hmm. if you if you enjoy them, like, that's fine. It's just mm-hmm. not really my thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, and, like, the Transformers movies, like, oh, like, the first, like, one, two, and three were, like, actually <laughs> decent movies. And then, like, I don't know what happened. After, I, like, well, yeah. There were, like, robotic dinosaurs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't, like, I, what's I going don't on get here, it. Guys? But, you know, we've, we've had some filmmakers going that way. And yeah. then we've had, you know, Mad Max Fury Road, awesome. which is one of my awesome. favorite movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And and we made the joke of four words were spoken, but there was a story there. <laughs> there yeah. was. It was a it's, great story. It was <laughs> visual storytelling masterpiece. And it if was you like, like watch the originals and you love them, and then you watch that one, you're like, it makes so much sense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
um, unlike a lot of the other movies. Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just things like that that, I don't know. I, I think I think we're finally getting people in Hollywood that want to make good movies yes. again. Yeah. Um, not that there weren't people there before. I mean, Steven Spielberg was still making movies. Um, Quentin Tarantino was still making movies, which I cannot wait for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a great movie. But there, there are some incredible filmmakers. Like, I, I love um, Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's made Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz, yeah. The World's End, Baby Driver, and like I'm, I'm I really, really wanted to see, see that movie, but I never saw it. Baby Driver, I mean, highly recommend it. Like it's, it's really good. We got Edgar Wright making amazing films. We got uh, the guys that did the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. Who, like I'm really excited both to see. I haven't seen the third one. I'm excited for it. But if they make more John Wick movies or if they go on to make a new series, like new movies, there there's hope for for action cinema. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, and I, there's people there now that drive action for a reason. It's not just for no reason. That yeah. I think to me that's what m- makes yeah. makes the movie is why are these characters doing this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this? That's why I love the the show Ray Donovan because they always show why they're doing stuff. They're mm-hmm. they're never just violent right. just to be violent. Yeah. You know, show me people that have a reason to do what they're doing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like you That's can cram it. all the action set pieces you want, but like you got to give me that kernel of a story. Mm, yeah. That's it. Cool. Well, I think this has been an awesome end to an episode. Yeah. It's a so, lot of fun. Yeah. But real quick, what are we doing for next episode for like gaming and stuff? Because we did our top ten. We what did we our top next? ten. We can get up our honorable mentions. Yeah, we'll, we'll we could probably do that. we'll do honorable mentions. Uh, really pay attention to what games are coming out. Okay. Uh, what you're interested in. Um, that kind of stuff. I, and we'll talk about what we've been playing lately. Yeah. I know it won't probably won't change much, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, so that's be back it. with more beer, more games, and uh, more stuff. <laughs> more movies, more stuff. movies and TV. Sounds so, good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. You guys have a good one. See you later. See you.